my teacher asked me to write a story. My story about the pandemic. I didn't even know pandemic was a word. But now that's all I hear and think. Everything has changed. I can't play with my friends. I feel things I don't know how to say. But I now know how Bluey feels. Stuck in a bowl. I have to stay six feet away from everyone. The pandemic has made the whole world lonely and sad. I miss my me mom so much. I really want to give her a hug, but I can't. I'm scared. But my mom says now's not the time to be scared. Now's the time to believe. Believe that even though the world's broken, there's still hope. Hope that something good can come out of this. Hope that this will make us closer and teach us how to love better. Now's a perfect time to be a light in the darkness because we need each other more than ever. So I make masks for my neighbors. I show kindness. I pray. And I never forget to wash my hands. I used to think that 2020 was the worst year ever invented. It gave us a lot of rules and a new normal. But now I see. It also showed us how much we all need each other. And it showed us that we should never give up on hope. Because no storm could last forever. And the day after a rain is always the most beautiful. Pandemic. It's now a part of all our stories. And like all good stories, there's some sadness but always hope. Good morning. I have the privilege of bringing the Word of God to you from the Scriptures, and I just want to encourage you during this time to spend time in the Word. Um, there's nothing quite like it. I think we're finding people more and more receptive to God's Word. So don't be afraid to quote it, uh, no matter where you're at. Scripture from Psalms is 119, verse 105. Your word is a lamp for my feet and a light to my path. Isaiah 55, these are verses 10 through 13. As the rain and the snow come down from heaven, and do not return to it without watering the earth, and making it bud and flourish, so that it yields seed for the sower and bread for the eater. So is my word that goes out from your mouth. It will not return to me empty, but will accomplish what I desire and achieve the purpose for which I sent it. You will go out in joy and be led forth in peace 
The mountains and the hills will burst into song before you, and all the trees of the field will clap their hands. Instead of the thorn bush will grow the juniper, and instead of briars, the myrtle will grow. This will be for the Lord's renown, for an everlasting sign that will endure forever. And from the Gospel of Matthew, nice to see Matthew here, by the way. The parable of the sower. Now, these are verses 1 through 9 and 18 through 23. That same day, Jesus went out of the house and sat by the lake. Such large crowds gathered around him that he got into a boat and sat in it while all the people stood on the shore. Then he told them many things in parables, saying, A farmer went out to sow his seed. As he was scattering the seed, some fell along the path, and the birds came and ate it up. Some fell on rocky places where it did not have much soil. It sprang up quickly because the soil was shallow. But when the sun came, the plants were scorched, and they withered because they had no root. Other seed fell among thorns, which grew up and choked the plants. Still others fell on good soil, where it produced a crop, a hundred, sixty, or thirty times what was sown. Whoever has ears, let them hear. Listen then to what the sower means, the parable of the sower means. When anyone hears the message about the kingdom and does not understand it, the evil one comes and snatches away what was sown in their heart. This is the seed thrown among the path. The seed falling on rocky ground refers to someone who hears the word and at once receives it with joy. But since they have no root, they last only a short time. When trouble or persecution comes because of the word, they quickly fall away. The seed falling among the thorns refers to someone who hears the word, but the worries of life and the deceitfulness of wealth choke the word, making it unfruitful. But the seed falling on good soil refers to someone who hears the word and understands it. This is the one who produces a crop yielding 160 or 30 times what was sown. Yeah, thank you, Paul. Love Paul. Um, it is awesome to have Paul uh, here with us. He uh, helps us out in kids' ministry. And uh, I love that when I was a kid, Paul Grippa was my teacher, so with Charmaine and Allie here and Cindy, and there's many that have been so faithful, so thank you. And it is good to be here. My name is Pastor Luke. I'm the children's and middle school pastor here at Christian Life Church, and so we're going to have fun this morning. And I wanted to uh, just share my heart with kids lately. Uh, we've been Zooming in and out of meetings recently. I don't know if you heard of this application called Zoom. Seems like everybody is on some kind of online source these days. It's a new normal, but it's been good. I miss them. I can't wait till we can have some kind of procedure somewhere we can meet here, but we've been online, and this past week, this Wednesday, we had middle school group, and we had about 12 kids that came out. It was socially distanced, but it was a lot of fun. Talked about Jesus, and I'm a Jesus guy. I love Jesus so much. I love working with kids. I love serving our church here, and I wanted to give you an update um, I was at Trinity working on my Master's of Divinity, which is uh, a Bible degree uh, helping me become a better pastor and sharpen those tools. But I, I prayed about it, and the Lord was really speaking to me, and I actually changed my major to uh, counseling or Master's in Mental Health Counseling 
at Trinity. And what I want to do is uh, serve our church, be a leader here, be a pastor, whatever God would call me to, but also to counsel young people, kids and teenagers. I see now more than ever really need someone to listen to them, help them. And so I want to do that too. We'll see what God has for me there, but pray for me in, uh, in that. I just want to serve our church well, serve our kids, because I, I don't know about you, but I want to see revival in our land. Amen? This is what we want to see. I mean, I could keep saying revival, we would hoot and holler all day, but I think the way that it's going to happen is by more persecution. I really believe that uh, it's going to get a lot worse before it gets better, and I'm not just trying to be negative. I'm just saying if you want to see revival, uh, sometimes the church really has to be pushed in order for us to kind of break out. So, uh, Lord, let it be. But I also want to say that I believe that revival is going to come in the young people. The, the kids here today are going to be the church of tomorrow. So I, I appreciate a church that is invested in the next generation because that's my heart. And that is where revival is going to come because uh, the church of tomorrow is uh, the kids that are here today, that are the church of the day but also the church of tomorrow. So that's my heart, and uh, thank you for allowing me to share God's Word. Thank you, Paul, for reading the Scriptures. Today we're going to talk about, are you going to the Word, or are you going to the world? The Word versus the world. And we're going to talk about the distinction in that. And um, this Bible is really uh, special for me. Uh, My grandpa gave me this Bible. It's actually his dad's Bible. Grandpa, Pastor Merrill, uh, his dad was a pastor, Pastor Merrill is our legacy pastor here, and then Pastor Daryl is the lead pastor. And it's just amazing that this is four generations right here, so this is really special to me. And then I have this globe over here that was donated by Jennifer Schmidt. Thank you, Jen, for letting me use your awesome globe. And she was kind of sad because this globe is actually going to be the bad guy today, so (laughs) thank you, Jen. But we'll see how that comes together. And in a world that is overloaded with information and overloaded with media, and if you're on social media, there's just a bombardment of just attacks on so many different things, and we see so many issues in our world, right? And so this is the world we're living in, and here's, here's what I think. Like Paul read for us when, in Psalms, the Word of God is a light unto my path, right? This is a guide for our lives, but even more so, I believe that in our daily walk, we need to go back to what the Word of God says when we encounter things in this world. Because I need glasses, and I can't see any of you right now. I'm just joking. I can, but I need glasses for myself. And it, the Word of God is like a lens. And so when we see things in the world, we need to come back to what the Word of God is saying in a given situation. Whatever the problem is, I believe that Jesus is the answer. You know why? Because Jesus is the Word of God made flesh. And this is what the Bible is. The Bible is all truth because it, from the beginning to the end, it points to a man named Jesus, who's God's son, who came to take away the sins of the world and to redeem us back to God. So we need to abide by the word of God. This is so relevant for today. This is the only thing we need. I believe that God's speaking to us today by his spirit, but his spirit is only going to affirm what's already in his word. So let us be people of the word of God. Let us not stray from this book. God told us how to live. He told us how much he loves us, how he has a plan. It's a love story of redemption for us. So let us not stray from this. If God is 
very adamant about something in his word. We need to make sure that we know what is sin, what is truth, and, and Jesus is the life. Amen? Let us stay in the word of God. And it's going to be on the screen, um, but uh, we live in an age of tolerance. We live in an age of tolerance. And uh, one thing I want to say before I talk about this a little bit more, that I, I think this is, some of us need to hear this. For every bad news we hear, there is good news to cover it. Jesus is the answer. I believe Jesus is the answer to the pandemic. I really believe that he is our healer. We need to go to him through, for wisdom. Let us not have hope in just uh, the, the vaccine or whatnot, what the next thing is. Let us look to Jesus. What is he doing right now? And see that he's our healer. He's our hope. He is our strength. Let us use wisdom, but let us have our hope in the Lord ultimately. And I believe that Jesus is the answer for racial and social reconciliation in our land and country, amen? It's like, it's a nice thought to have world peace and everybody get along, but we need Jesus to make that happen. And we're going to talk about tolerance, but I believe Jesus is the answer no matter what. So just remember that for every bad news, there is good news to cover it, amen? And so, we live in a world of tolerance, and if any kids are here in school, and maybe you are in middle school or high school or, or even if you're in college or maybe you graduated. But we all hear this notion that we have to be tolerant of other religions. We have to be tolerant of all philosophies and viewpoints. We have to be tolerant of all cultures and worlds of thought. And here's the situation. It's not just this is a new thing. This has been going on for decades. I mean, we kind of see how God was taken out of the public schools and, and how it's out of the judicial system. And the, we really are in a uh, godless society, a faithless society. Because we might say we're Christians, but we have to have faith to live solely on the word of God. And here's the thing about tolerance is the problem with that is Jesus walked this earth like you and I, and he made this bold declaration. He said, I am the way, the truth and the life. No one comes to the Father except through me. So the question we have to answer for ourselves and the question that the world has to answer is, who is Jesus to you? Who is Jesus to you? Because let me tell you about my friend named Jesus. Let me tell you about my Savior, Jesus. I love Jesus. I'm a Jesus guy. Oh, I, I totally forgot to do this, but uh, life update, Hannah and I are still married. We've been married for a little over a year now. I did this, I did this yeah, last night. I love Hannah so much. She's my rock. In fact, when we got married, we, I have three stones. She had a three-stranded braid for her band of me, Hannah, God for life. And so, Hannah, thank you for being here today. Good to have Matthew with us back in Colorado. Um, but, uh, Hannah, thank you for being my helper and everything. I love you. And uh, after the service, uh, Hannah's in the lobby and she is uh, at my table where I have my book, Uncomfortable. Jesus does not call us to a comfortable life. So please see her after. We got a $10 special for church people here. Anyway, I should have done that earlier. But it's, uh, it's all good. So, Jesus. Now, Jesus is a man that was just you and I, and uh, he gave up his heavenly privileges to come to earth, and he was mistaken for any other man, uh, but, but people knew he was special because he was doing miracles, he was doing science, he was doing wonders, he was teaching with authority, he said the kingdom of God is at hand, and, and he uh, lived a life where uh, many people hated him. In fact, he was a man that died on the cross, and what he did was he, he, he held on the cross and he was saying, I'm doing this to take away the sins of the world. He was a sinless man, and 
And, and what we have to realize is that we are all sinners, that we, we all make mistakes. We all disobey God from time to time and, and, and our whole lives. And it says in the Bible, if we, if we sin once, it's like we sinned and, and, and disobeyed all the commandments. And it says in the Bible that the wages of sin is death. And so that's kind of the bad news before we get to the good news. But we have to realize that if we're in this room believing in Jesus, it's only by his grace that we're saved. And that the world has the same opportunity to receive his grace and mercy for their lives. And so Jesus is on the cross, and he died for the sins of the world. He died for you. He died for me. He died for the world. And if he just stayed dead, he'd be like any other man. But he, and everybody was disappointed, right? The disciples were like, oh, no, this is it. We, we had our faith in Jesus. But then he rose. And he didn't just show himself to his disciples. He showed himself to hundreds and hundreds of people. And there was no doubt that Jesus really died and that he rose. And because he said, I'm the way, the truth, and the life, are you going to believe him today? I say that simply because I think we need to get back to the basics of what the gospel means, is that Jesus was really here on earth. He is our Savior. He's the one who we can put our trust in today. So do you know him? Who is Jesus to you? Because in an age in intolerance, and where we say we have to be tolerance of everything, Jesus says, I'm the way, the truth, and life. And how do you reconcile that? What does that mean? And, I, and many people will ask, Luke, Luke, is this the end times? Are we living in the end times? Well, probably, because Jesus said, I'm coming back soon, and it's been 2,000 plus years since he was here. And so if you, if you have that, like, groaning in your stomach, like, oh, man, this world, like, Lord, help us, and you're praying for things, and... And, and you have these, what Jesus says is birth pains. And Matthew 24, I encourage you to read the whole chapter, but he talks about the things that are going to happen. He says, kingdom will be divided against kingdom. Nation will rise up against nation. There will be pestilence, and there will be famine, and there will be earthquakes, and there will be wars, rumors of wars, all these things. And then he says, my people will be arrested, persecuted, and even killed for my name's sake. But you know what he said? And I love this. He said, after all these things, he said, he or she that endures till the end will be saved. They who endure till the end will be saved. So we have to endure. Don't give up. Don't give up until you see the harvest of the Lord. And, and it's coming. Revival's coming. It is here now. We have to keep going. Don't give up. Whatever you do, don't give up. Don't stop get, sharing the good news. Uh, we, we have to preach the gospel, and this is what I'm all about. And and uh, let, me, let me tell you one more thing before I get to what Jesus tells us in the scriptures, is that our hope is in Jesus. This, Jesus is the word of God. This is the only thing we need for our lives. And so I know that we have an election coming up, but our hope is not in the election. It's not in the next president. Let us pray for these things, but our hope is in Jesus. And we got, and I, I'm telling you what, don't take this the wrong way, but America really can come and go. God bless America. I want to pray for our nation. But the word of God will last forever. We are citizenship is in heaven. We, we are not, this is not our home. Let us not grow so comfortable and think that it's going to be just so, so lovely the rest of our days here on earth. Things are going to happen. And, and Jesus said in Matthew 24 too, he says, these things will fade away, but my word will last forever. And what this tells me is that there's three things that are going to last forever. God, his word, and his people. That's it. Everything else will fade away. So let us not get too comfortable. Let us not put our hope in people or things, but in Jesus, who's the only one who can save. And so, 
Jesus tells us this story. And being a kid's pastor, you're going to get me uh, moving today. I'm going to animate this a little bit. And Jesus is talking about a farmer who sows a seed. He throws it out into the wind. And the first example is where the seed falls on hard soil. And I want you to evaluate where you're at in this story. Because we like to think that we're in the good soil, but a lot of times I, I would say we're, we're not. And we need to examine where we're at today. And so Jesus is talking about this parable, and some fall on the good soil, or sorry, fall on the path, and it's like when the birds came and ate it up. And maybe this is you, or maybe this is someone you know, you can relate to this story, is like, there was no root. There's the, it didn't get to any kind of soil. The enemy just took that thought away. And the seed is the word of God. And I believe that we need to keep sowing seed and keep telling people about Jesus, but sometimes it's going to land on some hard soil. And that's disappointing. But, but then the other three is like it, it got to good soil. And, and I think it's all good soil, right? Because the next one is he threw out the seed, the wind took it, and it fell on rocky soil. But it got, it got some kind of root, right? It, it, I mean, it got started, but it, but it was like, it, like the word said. It, you, you received it with joy, but then once life happened, once you went home to the same relationships, the same problems, the same work issues, the same uh, health issues, you know, the same disappointments, it's like, where was God? Where was God in all that? And, and so life happens. We have these big boulders that are still there. And Jesus said, in this world, you will have problems, but take heart, I have overcome the world. But let us not think that we are called to a comfortable life, an easy life, just because we follow Jesus. He's going to help us. But life's hard. Life is really hard. There's some real rocks. And I'd probably identify myself in this one or the next one. And so the next one is this. So he takes the seed and and the wind takes it, and it falls on soil that has some weeds growing in it. And so I I strongly identify with this one because a lot of us have been overwhelmed with the worries of life as of late. I mean, it's hard not to with all the fear that's in the world. And so the, the seed grows, but then there's these thorns that just choke up the root. And so, and so maybe that's where you're at. And then the last one, of course, is where he throws out the seed, the wind takes it, and it falls on good soil. And I would like to think I was there, but honestly, I'm not most days. And I let the Word of God come into my life. We need to go to the Word of God every single day of our lives. And you might ask the question, where was God when all these things happened? In the rocks, in the thorns, in, the, in, the, in, in our lives. Where is God today? That's a great question, right? Where is God where my loved one got sick? Where was God where my loved one passed away? Where was God when I came on financial problems or work issues? Or, or where was God in the midst of pandemic or racial issues or anything? Like, if God is here, why... Why is this not good? Or what's going on? But let me tell you where God is. God is in the Word. God is here with us. He, is, he hasn't left. And when you have, and when, you, when it takes root, and you had some rocks that were in the way, God's still there in the Word. And when, when, when thorns came, and you're still growing, and, but, but you're, you're feeling choked, but God's still there in the Word. And in the good soil, in the good times, God is definitely there. But let's just not forget that he's with us in the hard times as well, in the rocks, in the thorns. He's there in the word. Let us abide by the word. And, you know, I was talking about how the spirit of God will only affirm what's in his word. But a lot of times we need direction for our lives, you know. 
And God, God didn't tell us about COVID-19 or he didn't tell us about racial reconciliation. Or there is stuff in the word, but it's like, how do we have a day-to-day map for our lives? But I, I really believe everything we need is in the word of God. Everything we need. And maybe there's some students here. I know maybe some people are watching online. I, I deal with a lot of kids that are in college or trying to make decisions for colleges. Or maybe you're trying to figure out what's next for your work or retirement or things. I mean, just life issues or where to go with, uh, with your kids. Or maybe you have loved ones that are unsaved. It's like these are real issues. And, and, and I hear it all the time. Like, the Lord's just not speaking to me. I hear that a lot. The Lord's not speaking to me. Have you ever felt that? I, I felt that too. But now that I've abided in the word of God, this is what I would tell him. Really? Have you been abiding in the word of God? Every single day of our lives. If church is the only time you hear about God's word, I encourage you to read every single day. Get in the word. Be encouraged. Find hope in the word. Go back to passages you've already read. Remind yourself of God's promises for your life. This is all we need. God is speaking. If you say, Luke, Pastor Luke, I... I don't know if God's speaking to me. I need to hear some direction. Open up the Bible. Get in his word. Because Jesus, who saves us and is everything we need, is in this book. This is all we need. This is God's word. This is God's word. This is what he's speaking to us. Amen? Amen. Get excited about God's word. He speaks every day. But what happened? What happened when we had the word and then life happens? You know, the enemy puts thoughts in your head. The word was received with joy, but then life happens, and, uh, it, and hardships come to choke the word from our lives. Um, but we need to listen to God's word. And here's the one command. It's going to be on the screen. The one commandment in all this is, he that has ears, let him hear. He that has ears, let him hear. Whoever has ears, let him hear. Now, bear with me. I'm the kid's pastor. Everybody show me ears. How many of you got ears here? Yep, yep, there you go. Everybody have fun. Yeah, Charmaine shook her head. I know, this is a kid's thing. This is what we're doing here. We're just having fun. Um, but show me yours. I, if I have a, yeah, kids, yeah, you got your ears? If you got ears, hear what the Lord is saying. He's speaking to you today. Amen? This is it. If we have ears, let them hear what the Word is saying to you. Let it get in good soil. I know there's some thorns in your life. I know there's some rocks. There's some real issues going on here. But we need to abide by the Word of God. That's all we need. That's the one commandment. We have some nice pictures by Jesus, but just get in the word. This is it. Well, remind yourself of the, God's promises. And so I'm, at this time, I'm going to invite the band back as we, uh, we close with a song. But I'm going to read a few verses here as, as we close. And uh, I want us to encounter the Lord this morning. I want us to not forget his promises for your life. If you need some today, I encourage you to have your own uh, encounter with the Lord this morning and worship in just a moment. But it says in 1 Corinthians 3, 6, and 7, I planted the seed, Apollos watered it, but God has been making it grow. So neither the one who plants nor the one who waters is anything, but God who makes things grow. And what that means is God is the one who brings forth salvation. It is God's doing. If you have an issue in your life, give it to Jesus. Give it to Jesus. That's all you need. And the scriptures are going to point to a man named Jesus who walked this earth, who loves you so much that he would die on the cross for your sins, that he would rose, God would raise him from the dead. And you have newness of life in his name. And he is all that you need. Psalm 119, 105 says, your word is a lamp unto my feet and a light for my path. Amen? He is our guide. We need to have that spiritual lens that shows us where to go. 
And I'm going to read Isaiah 55 for us again. Because I think we need to be reminded of this truth. It says in verse 11, So that my word goes out from my mouth, it will not return to me empty, but it will accomplish what I desire and achieve the purpose for which I sent it. And here's the result. You'll be led out in joy and you'll be led forth in peace and the mountains and hills will burst into song before you and all the trees will clap their hands. Instead of the thorn bush will grow the juniper. Instead of the briars, the myrtle will grow. And this is the Lord's renown for an everlasting sign that will endure forever. Amen? This is the last slide I have up. God's promises never fail, they never expire, and they never cease. They never, they never fail or expire. Amen? We can count on them. We can give everything to Jesus. We don't have to hold nothing back. If there's something you've been praying for for a while and you need to bring it back to the Lord, keep praying. Keep bringing it to the Lord. If you see issues in our world, keep giving it to Jesus. Don't stop praying for our nation. Don't stop praying for these issues. Pray but have your hope in Jesus. This is all I'm trying to say. Get in the word. And when God says, I am working everything together for good. When he says, I go before you and I'm fighting your battles. When he says, do not be dismayed for I'm your God. Be of good courage. This is our God. When he says, I will never leave you nor forsake you. When he says, I'm sending a helper, the advocate to go before you and be your helper and be your comforter. Believe that the Holy Spirit is with you today, that God is with you, that Jesus is not dead. In fact, he said, I'm going to the heaven. I'm going up to heaven to be with God, but I'm sending forth my spirit. And you know what Joel says about in the last days? He said, I will send my spirit on all people. Your young people will prophesy, will see dreams, and old men will dream dreams, and young people see visions. And you know what he says is that the moon will grow dark, and the sun will be blacked out. But you know what it says? Even the last days, this is why revival is coming, because whoever calls on the name of the Lord will be saved. Amen? Let's get in the Word. Okay, Lord, I invite you to stand as we have this time of worship. I appreciate the band. Let's, let's call on the Word. You know why we call on the Lord? Because He is the Word. He is here. Call on Him this morning. Thank you.